Welcome to this latest episode of Comeback. Today, your hosts are Connor and Nick, and we are talking to Ariel Leon. We're going to talk about a range of themes, background in America, religion, spirituality, work, challenges, and more. I'm excited to see where this goes. Ariel, welcome. How are you? I am great. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. And just to get an overview, can you tell me a bit about your background in America? Are you from Orlando, Florida, which is where you're currently based? Is that where you're from? Um, no, actually, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, um, northeast of the U.S. It, I'm from, but I'm not really from Boston. I just say Boston because that's the biggest city where most people know. I'm actually from a small town, like a, a ghetto hood area called Lawrence, Massachusetts, um, like 20, 30 minutes outside of downtown Boston. And I actually lived in, I've traveled all around the world, but I've only lived in my, in Orlando for like six months now. Right. Okay, sweet. And let's dive into the work aspect. What is it that you do professionally or for the work you do? Um, I have a couple different things. When I first graduated high school, I went straight into business. So the first thing I started doing was trading in the markets. I fell in love with the idea of letting my time, not, not my time, letting my money work for me, trading money for money instead of time for money. So I started trading in the markets. I started helping other people learn how to trade in the markets. And then I dipped into social media management. So I did social media management for businesses and entrepreneurs for about five to six years. About to start up that I'm actually working on is Airbnbs. So I'm gonna start hosting Airbnbs. I'm gonna, you know, get houses all over. I'm gonna start in South Florida, but then slowly but surely I'll work around, you know, having a property in every part of the world. But for now, you know, it's mainly trading and social media management that I'm doing right now. But like I said, I'm, I'm about to dip into Airbnb hosting very soon. Sure. And from your journey in the business world, what was it that initially drew you to that? What made you want to go down perhaps the business or entrepreneurial route? I guess I always wanted something different ever since I was a little kid. It was about when I was 10 years old. I remember I used to watch my mom and my dad like get ready for work because my parents both work in like a office type of environment. So they obviously have to get dressed in the proper clothing. Right. So I remember I was like 10, 11 years old. I was in like fourth or fifth grade and I would watch them get ready for work. And there was something deep inside of me that like watching them, it didn't feel right. It was almost like I respect them. You know, what they do is what, you know, <laughs> pays for my life. You know, they obviously gave me a, a decent living. You know, we always have food in the refrigerator and we're roof over my head. But something felt different about me ever since that age. And then, you know, as I grew older and older, I slowly started discovering what exactly it was that my purpose is. And slowly but surely it, it led me to getting into the business world when I graduated in high school in 2015 so about five six five to seven years now that I started dipping my toes into that world um, but I didn't really go full force into the business world until like 2015 2016 around then but it was because I always knew that I wanted more I always knew I was meant for more and I'm not hating on the normal you know nine to five going to college, all that good stuff. I believe everyone plays a role. I just knew my role was not exactly that. So I was, I was always searching and searching, researching, networking, just trying to find my way. And that's when I, when I figured out and discovered the business world, I just immediately dived in. Mm, yeah, I see. And this is now going to take a slight, slight 180, shall we say and focus a bit more on self-development, uh, spirituality, religion, etc. But one thing that has struck me there is your work in social media management. Uh, from, I suppose, a self-development perspective, how do you manage 
your relationship with social media, which can be a double-edged sword when you're involved in it from a business perspective. How do you navigate your social media relationship? Um, I believe it's just about being disciplined, being organized, having goals and having standards and expectations for yourself. Like some people, you know, they use social media just to like scroll all day long. They scroll through their, their explore page and they're not, it's not really a productive thing for them. And for me, even when I'm being the least productive as possible, I'm, I'm using my social media to, you know, look at my dream houses, look at the dream cars, look at like, watch those, those videos that they show like the vacations and all that. That's what I use my social media for. So I believe to find the balance with that, it's all about having self-discipline and having intention. You know, I go on social media, every relationship and thing and everything that I go into, I only dive into it if I'm also receiving something in return. So with social media, you know, I enjoy it because I provide value to people and because there are pages that provide value to me. They give me inspiration. They give me motivation. They remind me of my goals and what I'm working towards, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And let's go into the, the slightly more esoteric or self-development practices then. Uh, I believe you're quite religious. Can you tell me about your initial introduction to religion and where it all began yeah absolutely it's it's actually like a such a crazy story my life is so crazy um i grew up christian my both of my parents did not believe in god they were not religious whatsoever so i wasn't really exposed to anything like that anything spiritual from my parents it was actually my dad's mom my grandmother who introduced me to God and Christianity and stuff like that. But, you know, as a teenager, I went through my rebellious phase. I went through that phase where I was questioning everything and I had doubt and I had, you know, I was just very like, I don't know. I, I guess I was just questioning everything that I was ever been told because all I ever knew was what my grandmother taught me was, which was the Christian religion. Right. So, I kind of like took a step back from all of that. And I went through, I went through all my life experiencing a lot of good and bad, a lot of things that were really amazing, great experiences, great memories, amazing people. And then I also experienced, you know, I've, dra I've been dragged through the mud. I've been through hell and back, to be honest with you. And I, I believe that's what led me closer if anything, I believe that the the more pain you experience, the more wisdom you'll get if you get through that pain. If you just stay in that state of mind where you're just in pain and you're depressed and you're sad and you're being doubt, you know, you're being um, like negative, I guess you can say, then maybe you won't reach that point. But for me, like I said, ever since I was a little kid, I was always searching. And it wasn't until 2019 that I finally like found God and I finally had a relationship with God because before that like I said I had a lot of doubt it was like man do I only believe in this stuff because it was what I was taught do I only believe in this stuff because it was what I was exposed to because it's you know politically correct this is what everyone else is talking about so I just had you know I questioned everything I question I, I'm always questioning everything the world around me religion politics everything but with religion, I guess it was like a slow process. When I was growing up, it was something I was kind of like force fed by my elders. But then once I was an adult, like in 2019 is really when it finally hit me. And I realized and I saw all the good things that have happened, all the things I've been protected from. I finally realized that everything bad I went through all happened for a reason. And I guess through that realization, it led me to become closer to God and to search for God because it was just like, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't look at a painting. We wouldn't look at a piece of art and question if there was an artist behind the painting or behind the art, because obviously someone had to create it. So I guess that's how I see the world. It's like, how can I 
question if there's a creator when everything is so perfect you know like this world is so beautiful obviously there's a lot of ugly in the world too but I mean it was a lie it was a slow journey and I think it was an accumulation of a bunch of little things that led me to slowly finally opening myself up but for a long time I was closed off I had a rebellious spirit spirit I I was very like I had trust issues, you know, I, I didn't really believe anything anyone else told me, my parents, my family, the government, no one. So it, it took me some time. But in 2019, I found a church in Miami, Florida, which had a young pastor in his 30s. He was really cool. He was someone I could relate to. Because before that, all the pastors I had ever followed were like, really, like, way older than me, you know, they were like in their 60s, 50s, 70s, they had completely different mindsets, upbringings, lifestyles, understandings, perspectives than I did. So once I found that pastor who was closer to my age, it changed everything for me too. Um, so with that then, you mentioned that you found God and had a relationship. Can you tell me for you, what is God and what is your relationship with God? I know everyone has a different um, belief and uh, perspective when it comes to this topic. And I always respect everyone's opinion, belief, perspective, all of that thoughts. Personally, I look at God like he's he, she, whatever. It's not really a gender, but this being is like our creator. You know, the the spirit It's like source. It's like the source of where we all come from this is just my opinion my belief i believe god is the source of everything god is the one that created all of this and god is the one that moves through all of us and for a long time i didn't believe in god i didn't have a relationship with god and i was like you know when i when i see it i'll believe it but then i realized when i truly believe it and i open my heart and my mind up and i open my soul up to it then my eyes will be able to see it and then once I did, once I finally surrendered and gave, gave God the, you know, the glory that he, she, whatever deserved, then it was like my, it was like all the lights started coming on. It was like, holy crap. I finally see all the good things that have happened in my life. I finally see all the, all the things that I was protected from all the, all the situations that I thought were bad in my life were actually not as bad as they could have been. And like, I believe my relationship with God is a very unique one. I compare it to almost like a runaway. Like, I use this as an analogy. Imagine like a kid who keeps running away from home. And that kid, they, they think their parent is like against them. And that's how I was with God. I kept running away from God because I just looked at God like, man, you're so judgmental. You're controlling. Like, why did you even create me? in the first place why did you even create all of us in this earth and everything in the first place if it was just like if there was all these rules and con and like control so I kept running away from God I was like a runaway I kept running away from home you know like a kid when they're like I hate you you don't understand me and they run away or I hate you you know you don't care about me and what I want you just want to control my life I hate you and they run away that's kind of how I was with God. I kept running away over and over and over again. And it wasn't until 2019 that I finally came back home. I finally came back to God. And it was almost like, like I said, like, like a runaway kid that keeps running away from home when really, I know certain people's situations, they are in a household where they, they should run away from. But for me, it was like, no, I shouldn't be running away from God. I should be running towards it. I should be running towards that source. But, you know, I had so much doubt and so much fear and I had so much questions and my perspective was so altered by all the different people in my life that I just, I just had to run away from it. I couldn't, I, I didn't even want to like face it, talk about it, deal with it or like any of that, you know? But then in 2019, I was like, I was like a puppy. I was like a puppy with its tail between its legs. I was like a little kid that finally came back home and was like, oh my God, I know I said, I hate you. I know you said, I said, you don't understand me. I know I said that I, my life would be better off without you, 
but oh my goodness, I was wrong. Please accept me back. And what I found was that like, God is like this all forgiving, loving being. And there's nothing in the world that I can do. I mean, I mean, there's, I, I do believe there's certain things, but in, in my personal life, there was nothing I did that like was so bad. You know, it was just that I just didn't want to face it. But then once I did, I became like that kid that's like, oh my God, can I please come back home? Is, is there still room for me in that home? And, and once I asked God that question mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it was like, it was like God opened the doors and was like, of course you can come back. There will always be a place for you. I will always love you and I will always forgive you. And then like, it, it just drove me closer. And then as you know, I've been through a lot of bad things in my life. I've been through a lot of struggles. I've been through a lot of pain and trauma and all that stuff. And, and the more I think about it, the closer it draws me to God, because I realized in all those moments when I thought I was alone, I thought I was helpless and I thought I was powerless. I actually wasn't. God was always there right next to me, helping me through it all. So I guess just through that realization, opened the doors for the relationship to be built. And then, you know, just talking to God every day, relying on God. Like when, even when I'm sad, you know, I'm not perfect. If you go to my Instagram page right now, everything looks perfect. I look like I'm so happy, but I go through things even today that I still have to work through. And it's just like everything else in our life is temporary. You know, money, come, money comes and goes, people come and go situations come and go places are all just like can be gone every life is so fragile everything can be gone in a moment and but I realized the, the most consistent thing in our lives is God and ourselves so I fell in love with myself and I fell in love with God and it just grew from there and then everything in my life started changing honestly uh, hi Ariel I wanted to ask you um yeah, why do you think God created you? I guess for multiple different reasons, you know. I think, I, I truly believe that I was created to help others. I believe that most people in this world are lost. And most people, you know, they're not, they're not following their passions. They're not, they're, their inner child is gone they're not truly happy inside. And I believe personally, I was created like me. I, I, you know, it's two different answers when we talk about like, why was the earth and humanity created versus why was I specifically created? So for me specifically, I believe I was created to help people. I, was, I believe I was created to save people, to wake people up, to provide value, to bring as many people to God as possible. Cause like I said, a lot of people are lost. A lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are suicidal. They're in unhappy marriages. They are unhealthy. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck. And even people who aren't, even people with millions of dollars, a lot of them are still unhappy. So I believe that my specific purpose is to help as many people as possible, to heal as many people as possible. Because, you know, I went through suicide. I've almost killed myself over 10 times throughout my life. So it's like, but I'm grateful that I went through that because now I can help the person standing next to me who is also going through the same thing. So I believe, I don't know, I believe, I guess I was created to enjoy the physicality of life, you know, to enjoy the beautiful things that this world and this earth has to offer but I also believe the biggest reason was to help people to heal people to bring people closer to God and to save those that are lost to kind of be like the lighthouse the lighthouse for those lost at sea the light at the end of the tunnel for those that are stuck in the tunnel you know what I mean like to just be able to really truly help people because like Nothing is more satisfying to me than like, I've already healed myself, you know, I'm good. I go through things here and there, 
but I'm, overall I'm really I'm, I'm spiritually and mentally and emotionally truly really good so it's like as many people as I can get to this point as possible is going to give me the most fulfillment because even though I'm at this state it's cool I'm grateful it's it's amazing but it's not as fulfilling and satisfying as helping the person next to me get to the point where I am I guess I'm meant to be like like someone who frees people you know someone who activates people's inner child like almost like the Peter Pan but in the spiritual world I want I want people to I want to reactivate people's inner child I want to you know make people laugh make people smile I all that stuff you know just really truly help people and leave an impact and a legacy so huge and so impactful that even when I'm dead even when I'm gone hundreds of years from now people are still talking about me people still remember my name because I believe that we die two times one time when you know your heart starts stops beating and you're buried in the grave or cremated and the second time that you die is the last time that somebody mentions your name so in that sense I would I, I want to be immortal you know I want as long as possible for people to remember me and not for my glory but I want them to remember me because of the positive impact I had on their lives so I guess that's why I believe that's why God put me specifically on this earth at this specific time yeah we are diving more into spiritual concepts now which I think we can really explore and I'm looking forward to but before that we've mentioned the topic of mortality and death and um, you alluded to the fact uh, a few months ago that you've had experience with suicide. If I may ask you, uh, and this is quite deep, when you got to that place on several occasions, what was it that stopped you at the, the just before the final moment? Were there any any thoughts of purpose? Do you think there was a religious intervention? What was it that stopped you from carrying that act through? I guess it was like this inner whisper. It was like this inner voice I had inside of me. And at the time, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't with God. I, I, I always believed there was a God, but I wasn't really with God. I didn't have a relationship with God. So there was like this whisper inside of me that said, just wait, just wait, just wait. It's all going to be worth it. Just wait. And I never understood. I was like, oh my goodness, just wait for what? it seems like it's never gonna I, I I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel I'm lost at sea in the middle of a hurricane and I can't find the lighthouse I can't find the light coming from the lighthouse like I'm lost and I'm gonna drown you know what I mean and but there was always this inner voice that kept telling me just wait just wait just wait and slowly but surely as I grew older as I, as I started growing myself and pouring more into myself, I realized like, wow, you know, like every day is a blessing. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I listened to that voice. I'm grateful that I waited because it's true. Just waiting, taking it day by day was the best thing I could have done because it was worth it. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I waited because now I look back like, holy crap, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful that I didn't do that because look at everything that I've done since, you know, certain times in my life, certain time periods in my life where I almost even ended my life. So it's like, I don't, that's why I, that's why I give so much glory to God because it's like, I, I don't know where that inner voice came from, but that inner voice, there was always something inside of me, like this little whisper that kept telling me, just wait, just wait, don't do it yet don't do it yet just wait and see what's coming next there's so much in store you just have to wait and see so through hearing that voice I, I guess that's what really honestly kept me going mm. and regarding the religious side of things I only really have one question left Nick may follow up but um I've been brought back to when I was doing philosophy in college and one of the concepts that always puzzled me, I suppose, was the inconsistent triad, where God is all-knowing, all-good, and all-powerful, 
omnibenevolent, omnipotent, omnipotent. Yet there's an inconsistency because bad things still do happen to people. Uh, as you mentioned yourself, you did go through suffering and we all do. So if I may pose it to you, for anybody who's sceptical, who, for anybody who thinks, well, if there is a God, why do things happen such as famines, wars, etc.? What would you say to that? How would you explain God's motives, etc.? I love that question because that's something I really uh, reflected on for many years. And honestly, my answer is God gave us free will, right? We have a choice every single day. You have a choice. You can, you can make good decisions, positive decisions that are going to be beneficial. They're going to grow you. They're going to put you around the right people. You're going to be healthier. You have a choice whether you eat fruits and vegetables or you eat fast food every day. You have that choice, right? So it's the same thing for our life. We have free will. You have a choice. And sometimes it's easy to blame others, especially blame God. Like, man, like you said, why is there still famine in the world? Why do things, bad things still happen? It's not because of God. It's because of humans. You know, if, if you make a bad decision, like if, if, I, if I choose to trust the wrong person and I ignore all the red flags, can, and, and they end up screwing me over and hurting me or stealing from me or whatever, can I really blame God? Like, man, why did you let this happen to me? I can't blame God for that. I have to take responsibility from, for myself. I made the choice to do that. Like I had a really, really good friend. I don't want to say, I, we'll call him Anthony. Anthony had a little brother who was five years old and he died from cancer, the five-year-old. And it was the most saddest thing I'd ever experienced and seen in my entire life. It happened while I was a teenager. And my friend was so angry and he blamed God. And I even blamed God. I was like, you're so right. Like this little kid is so innocent and so pure. Why would God let this happen to him? Why did this have to happen? It doesn't make any sense, right? It's easy to blame God. Even, even people, we blame each other for things. You know what I mean? We, we blame each other for things every day. But really, you have to you have to look at the, you know, the, the background of things like what decisions did my friend's mother make while she was pregnant with the little brother that died that caused him to be unhealthy? I know with this specific case, she smoked a lot of cigarettes. She had a background of drinking and smoking and doing drugs and all of that, right? So it only makes sense that when she had a kid and she had that baby that ended up dying of cancer when he was five, six years old, it only makes sense logically that because his mom wasn't healthy, as soon as he was born, as soon as he was in her stomach, he probably wasn't getting the right nutrients, all of that stuff to be healthy, to grow big and strong, to live a long, normal life. So can we blame God that my friend's brother died? Or do we have to take responsibility that maybe it's a possibility that the mother and the father weren't healthy and either her body was compromised or the father's sperm was compromised at birth? because of their lifestyle, because of their choices. So I believe God gives us free choice, free will. It says it in the Bible, you know, we have free will. You have a decision. You, ha you have the decision every single day. It's yours. God didn't make us to be perfect little robots. No one is perfect and we are not robots. Sometimes we will mess up and we will make mistakes. But if I make a mistake, and I choose the wrong thing, if I trust the wrong person, if I invest in the wrong thing without reflecting more on it, thinking about it more, looking more into it, and things go really bad, and I end up in a shitty situation, can I blame God for that? 
No, because I'm the one that chose that. I'm the one. So yes, I believe God is our creator. I believe God created us. And I believe God can guide you and help you on your endeavors. Through your journey, I believe God can protect you and kind of add an extra flair, an extra, an extra boost to your success or your health or all of that, yes. But at the same time, I can't eat fast food every single day and just hope and pray that God's gonna make sure I'm healthy if I'm not also making the right decisions. I can't sit on my couch every single day and Netflix, sit on Netflix every single day, all day, and just solely rely on God for my success because I also play a role, right? Like if someone is if someone is broke, I know certain things happen to them that are beyond their control. But like I said, can can would it would it even be logical? Would it even make sense or be reasonable to say, you know what, for the last 30 days, I sat on Netflix for six hours a day. I finished these many TV series. I watched this many movies, but holy crap, why am I not closer to my goals? Why isn't God helping me? Can, can I, that, that doesn't even make sense because I can't just blame it on God. It's also me. So I believe that God is our biggest and most powerful business partner, friend, lover, parent, everything, every role in your life. But like I said, he is like a partner. He's not our controller, our dictator, or any of that. He's not the one that makes the choices for us. We also have to make the right choices and like almost meet him halfway. You know what I mean? So for people that just like look at the shitty bad things going on in the world and say, man, look at what God is allowing. It doesn't, it's not really logical because I mean, if everyone was truly with God, things probably wouldn't be as bad, but it's, it's humans, it's humanity that it's the greed that humans have. God doesn't have greed. God doesn't have fear. So it's, it's, it's what it's, it's us that causes all this, you know, we have to take responsibility, not just for ourselves and our own lives, but for the entire world, for humanity as a whole. We can't just blame God for the things going wrong in the world. And it's funny because a lot of people, they don't, they don't talk to God. They have, they have zero relationship with God, but they expect God to be there for them. They expect God to show up at their beck and call and just do whatever they ask and help them with whatever they need. But think about it. If I haven't talked to a, a friend of mine for the last five years, would I then call that friend and ask them for a favor? Of course not. That would be so crazy. That would be so rude of me, so inconsiderate. It, it, it would be illogical, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's the same thing with God. If you want God to truly, like really help you and move in your life, then you have to surrender and, and let go and let God do its thing. So like, and once I did that, everything in my life started changing. And now that's how I live my life. If I feel this inner whisper, this inner intuition, this gut feeling inside of me, I follow it. I don't ignore it. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing, if that makes sense. Mm, no, I believe it does. Um, let's dive a bit more into the spiritual side of things, Ariel. Uh, one thing that has struck me, obviously you are religious, as we've discussed, but you also have your spiritual side what is the link between religion and spirituality as in what are some of the key similarities and differences that you notice um i guess like i guess it's all based on perspective everyone every single human being has their own opinion their own belief and their own perspective on what religion and spirituality mean and the difference between the two. 
personally, I don't think I'm religious. You know, I don't, I don't only trust or follow or believe one specific thing. I, I, I guess I'm more spiritual than religious. I do believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in God and in that, but I don't believe every single little word in the Bible because like, you know, the Bible was written by man. And if I tell you something and then you go pass it on to five, 10, 20, a thousand more people, what I originally said to you might be altered a little bit, just naturally speaking, not even ill intended, just naturally it happens. So I don't know. I guess it's a hard question to answer because everyone's different, but I guess my, my personal opinion, my personal belief and perspective is that like religious people are very like by the book. And sometimes the most religious people in the world don't even have a relationship with God. And it can, it's like a double-edged sword. You know, sometimes people who are religious they also are kind of like all over the place. They believe in a little bit of everything. They don't even know truly what they believe in. They're kind of all over the place. So I think it's just the most important thing is having a relationship with the creator of our world, of this, this planet, this realm, this, this dimension, whatever you want to call it that we live in. I believe the most important thing is just having a relationship with that and trusting it and also like using your discernment to you know make the right decisions on what is the right path for you and what is the wrong path for you I think that deep down in our gut and our intuition will tell us what's right and what's wrong for us if you listen closely enough so I don't know that's kind of a hard question because it's like everyone's different and the definition of spirituality and religion is like different at everyone's point of view. You know what I mean? So I guess that's my answer for that one. Yeah, I see. And talk to me then about the concept of the three me's, as in how do we align with the three me's that we talked about? How would you explain that? Yeah, it's crazy. I actually had this realization one night when I was with my mom. Um, I guess there, I, I believe there's three me's, right? There's three you's, there's three everyone's. There's the physical, which is like, in the physical, I'm Ariel Jerez. I'm 24 years old, Ariel Jerez. I changed my name to Ariel Leon. So it's like, that's, that's just the physical. That's just the physical version of myself and then like this physical version of myself I need food I need water most humans you know they have they have needs they have desires they have goals they have dreams they have things that they want to experience and do but then so that's that's one version of me and of everyone like everyone this applies to everyone that's just one version of me. The second one is my mind and my emotions because my body might need food, right? But if my mind and my emotions are too caught up in other things and I don't want to eat, then um, that could almost take over the physical version of me and I, I'll choose not to eat. I'm just using that as an example. So it's like our... The, the second version of me is the mental and emotional side of us. And sometimes the mental and emotional side of us doesn't always align with the physical side of us. It doesn't. But then the third one is the spiritual side of us. The last me, which is the version, I guess, of myself that doesn't really care or stress about the physical or the emotional and mental things of this world. I stress more about the spiritual side of me is more concerned over my relationship with God and how I'm doing spiritually. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I see. And 
one thing that I have noted is the concept of divine energy. Can you tell me a bit more about how you found that? Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of good people in my life that have taught me and guided me. Um, I guess divine, like I said, life, life is so funny. It's so fragile, you know, words, words can mean anything to anyone. I might look at a word and associate it with certain things. You look at the same exact word at the same exact time and you associate and think of it in a completely different way. So when we talk about like our divine masculine or divine feminine, I just believe that's like a, a being soul that's in, that's, that has stepped into their power, that knows their worth, that has overcome the little petty stresses of the, the physical version of me and sees things more from the bigger picture usually like let's use an example toxic masculinity or toxic femininity femininity right usually they're they have more drama in their life they cause more pain they have less patience more stress less happiness all of that divine masculine or divine feminine usually just my perspective, my opinion is more correlating to the things that are like, no, I show grace. I have patience. I don't have expectations on anyone. I don't have any attachments. I don't, I don't expect anything from anyone, even those that I love the most because expectations is where having expectations is where disappointments come from. So I don't know, I guess divine energy is more so just like aligning all three versions of that me we were talking about, aligning all of those three me's into one. And that's what makes you a divine being, I believe. Mm, I see. And also concepts such as gratitude and reflection can you tell me a bit more about how you've been applying these in your life perhaps since 2019 or afterwards yeah i guess it's just all about changing your perspective you know like i you know you can you can stress out that your car sucks or you can be grateful that you even have a car in the first place you can you can be sad and be mad or whatever about losing a certain friend or family member but gratitude kind of like changes your direction it it shows you that it's like nothing truly belongs to us we are all free will beings living in this world which is like a big playground making our own decisions and like you know, you, you can't take anything personally that someone else does to you because everyone has different perspectives and all of that, mindsets, goals, all of that, paths, journeys, purposes. So it's like, I think just, just having gratitude that we're even here, that we even get to experience this, this, this life, because there is a lot of beauty in this world, but to balance out the beauty of course there has to be bad too because how can we appreciate the warm if we've never had you know been in the cold how can we ever appreciate a bed fully unless you've experienced sleeping on the floor you know so it's like it's the balance of life to experience good and bad but it's truly like I don't know I guess it's just changing our perspective and seeing things from the bigger picture if that makes sense yeah. And one thing I noted from earlier, you mentioned that as we currently speak and touch wood, that you feel healed. If I may ask you, what are the key signs that you've reached quite a quite a prosperous point in your life? What are the key signs of healing that have occurred for you? I think the biggest tell 
telltale sign is that when you can talk about something and not cry about it, not get angry by it, it, it all comes from your triggers. So if I'm triggered by something and it makes me angry or sad or frustrated or annoyed or whatever, if something triggers my emotions, then it's, it's my soul, it's my being showing me that there's still some healing I have left to do in that sector. So through healing, I think it's just about like reflecting on your, on, on who you are, you know, reflecting on what makes me mad, what makes me sad, what are things that I am holding on to? Are there any resentments I'm holding on to? Do I have a chip on my shoulder? Little things like that, because then you start diving into, okay, why am I like that? What caused me to be like that? And you start reflecting and dissecting and digging and going back on your past and everything that might've like added to that happening. And it all like, it all will slowly come together eventually. The more you do it, the more time you put into it. You know, I've spent years healing myself. So I know I, I make it sound like it's easier said than done. It, it was a process and I did like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't always easy. It took a lot of digging, but I guess just having that accept, acceptance and, and just knowing that like everything happens for a reason and having that just wait, just give it one more day, just give it one more year, just give it one more month and give it your best and try your hardest to turn off all the noise of the world and truly just listening to listen to the voice within and follow that and you'll find your life will slowly become something beautiful something you're happy with something fulfilling and satisfying you know so it's like I guess that's that's the source of healing you know just doing lots of reflecting digging and all you know I guess I guess that's basically it it sounds easier said than done, though. It's definitely a process, without a doubt. Mm. And regarding your faith and your spiritual practice, how does this transition over into your work and professional life? How does it fit into that narrative? It's almost like the more I worked on myself, the, the happier I got on the inside the more peace I got on the inside, the more understanding I got within myself, everything in my life, it was like a ripple effect. Every relationship in my life got better. My businesses started to flourish. My health got better. You know, I lost a lot of weight. I used to be really overweight. So it's like it, it, it through healing, it, it will just slowly affect the other parts of your life without you even realizing it six months from now a year from now you'll look back and be like holy crap everything is different so it's like it's almost like the key the answer to it all is to work really hard on yourself and that's what's going to change the outside too the more you work on the inside the more the outside will change and Coming towards the end of the conversation, Ariel, um, just the final question, I think. What is the key lesson that you would like listeners to take away and what are your aims for the near future? I feel like the biggest thing that I want everyone to remember is that you should, you should truly do what makes you happy. There's nothing more important than being happy. I know multi-millionaires that are depressed and suicidal. Jim Carrey said it. I wish everyone could have, could accomplish and have all of their goals and desires so they could realize it was never the root. It was never the answer to their fulfillment and happiness. The only thing that's going to truly fulfill you and satisfy your soul and your mind and your body is doing the things that truly make you happy. If, if you don't smile and laugh every single day, if you're not around people that inspire you, support you, motivate you, push you, 
help you all that then you have to like change things change the people around you even if it means being lonely for a little bit even if it means being alone it's through being your the truest form of yourself that you will finally align with the the ones that are truly meant to be in your life so i guess that's my last tip to you guys do what makes you happy truly reflect on this a question i'll ask you guys that are listening to this is what would you do with your time and energy and your brain power if you had all the money in the world if money was not an object if you had i don't know 100 million dollars a year coming in per month i know a lot of you guys are going to say you know i would help my family i would travel the world but i'm saying after that there's only so many places you can go in the world and there's only so many family members you can help what would you do with your time and energy and through that answer through really truly thinking about that answer and reflecting on that question i just asked you're going to slowly uncover what your purpose is and it's the things that you would do even if you made no money that normally you'll find your purpose at like me i don't i don't i don't I, i'm not making money from 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 doing this you know i'm not I, I i haven't made a dollar from this but i don't care about that because it satisfies my soul and through satisfying my soul i know i'm impacting who knows how many people and it will it will have the ripple effect into who knows hundreds thousands millions of other people and just that just knowing that alone gives me all the satisfaction happiness and fulfillment that i need i don't care about money and through not caring about money things flow to me so i guess that that's what i have to say to you guys unlock unlock your purpose give bring your inner child back to life laugh and smile and just find that thing that makes you happy find those people that make you happy and run towards it excellent ariel thank you very much for your time today it's much appreciated from both of us and all the very best with your future endeavors no problem thank you so much for this opportunity i really appreciate you your time and your energy and i appreciate everyone who took the time out to listen to this i wish you you and all the viewers the best Thank you again so much. Excellent. Take See care, you. Ariel. Thank you. You too.